You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined by Phil Savage, the executive director of the big game. Phil, thanks for taking the time. Baker Mayfield has had some off-the-field issues, but sounds like he's really impressed many executives this week. What can you tell us about Baker? Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Uh, we've had a, a really productive week here. I think this has been a good experience for Baker Mayfield on the field. He's been, I think, what people expected in terms of the NFL scouts. He's a he's a basketball point guard. When the defense tries to pressure him, he can distribute it to all parts of the field. When the defense lays off, he takes off and drives the lane, and he'll run it for 10, 12, 15 yards and pick up a first down. He's a very instinctive player in that regard. Uh, he seemed to, to adapt to what the Broncos were asking him to do fairly fairly easily. And I think off the field, uh, the teams that he met with, I don't know the feedback from that in terms of the, the, the real feeling on it, but I do know he's had an extremely busy uh, last four days. I know his body language has been one that's that's been pretty intriguing because he looked like he's a little like a little Tasmanian devil. He looked like he never has a dull moment. But tell me about Saquon Barkley, uh, the running back, uh, or any other quarterback for that matter, or top player that could be drafted in the top five spots that you see actually shining and getting it done. Yeah, you know Cordell, we've of course down here with Josh Allen, the Wyoming quarterback. You guys mentioned him as the lead in. You know, ultimately, he may end up being the first player taken from this game. And, you know, for the we had 600 members of the national media here on Tuesday. Many of them have never seen Josh Allen one time in his career. And so they make some snap judgments. You see him launch a ball five yards over someone's head. All of a sudden, you know, hey, he's inaccurate and this and that. And the truth of it is, with Josh Allen, it really doesn't matter what he looked like on Tuesday at Senior Bowl week. What is going to matter? What's going to matter is what he looks like two years from now because he's got an unlimited ceiling potential-wise. He's six five. He's two hundred thirty-seven pounds. He's got a rocket of an arm. He's still learning how to finesse the ball to different parts of the field, the short, intermediate, uh, in-between type throws. Uh, but I, I just think. That's a real contrast, and they were on the on the same team. And to me, Baker Mayfield, you know exactly what he is in terms of what you're going to get as a player, and I think that'll probably continue going forward. With Josh Allen, there is a, a huge upside because of the physical dimension he brings to the table. And it's going to be fascinating to see how these teams separate all this out. But I do think Josh has a, a great chance to go in the top ten and maybe even in the top five. Chatting with Phil Savage, executive director of the Senior Bowl. Phil, since we've covered the quarterbacks, what receivers should we be tracking in the game tomorrow? In our game tomorrow, I thought that uh, James Washington from Oklahoma State, he had a a good week of practice. We give awards for the three days of practice, and he, he got that trophy last night. Michael Gallup from Colorado State, I thought, did some nice things. Uh, in terms of especially the first two days of practice. We had several tight ends here that stood out. Mike Gesicki from Penn State seemed to make a lot of catches. And I tell you, sort of a sleeper name to keep an eye on, Jordan Aikens from UCF, the 26-year-old former baseball player. He was considered an underclassman in school, but he graduated, so that made him eligible after he basically intended that he was going to come into this draft 
and he's been really impressive, especially the last two days. He got a lot of passes directed at him, and he's done a tremendous job here. When you talk about the draft and all the players that are actually coming out, you mentioned Josh Allen. Uh, what about Josh Rosen and what he's capable of doing? Tell me, tell me, if you look at the top guy as far as a quarterback is concerned, what do you think they're actually looking for? Does the size really matter when it comes to Matt Barker, when it comes down, excuse me, when it comes down to the young kid in, in Baker Mayfield and what he's capable of doing as far as his energy, his leadership, and also his, let's just say the, the ability of not being afraid of being good. Sure, Coyle. You know, the, the Rosen and, and, of course, Darnold uh, were not eligible for us because they're underclassmen without degrees at this point. I've seen both of them, though, at the Manning Academy down in Thibodeau the last couple summers, and so I have an opinion on it. Rosen's a pure thrower. There's no doubt about it. But I think the question on Josh really is from the neck up in terms of the attitude, character, leadership, Will teams will play teammates resonate uh, with his style of of uh, leadership, and then of course he's had some injuries in terms of staying healthy, and we know what the NFL uh, season is like. And then of course with Sam Darnold, I think everyone is impressed with his eyes and his fact, his ability to distribute the ball. But the turnovers this year were were absolutely uh, will be a concern for these teams. Uh, I think there'll be a, a lot of scrutiny uh, on him once those two, on both of these guys, once they get to the combine and go under the magnifying glass, so to speak. But I do think it's the two juniors and then Josh Allen, the, the underclassman graduate. That's how he got here. He finished school in December, made him elsewhere here in, in Baker Mayfield. And, you know, we got about four months to figure it all out. But uh, bottom line reality is you got to find the guy that's got the physical good but also brings the intangibles because I don't know if you guys heard or saw the, the comment from Tom Brady saying, look, if you're going to beat me, you're going to have to be willing to sacrifice your life because that basically is what he's done for almost the last 20 years. And these kids really have to understand and grasp that it's an all-day, everyday deal to be a successful NFL quarterback at a championship level. Phil Savage, executive director of the Senior Bowl, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Phil, what does it say about the massive popularity of the draft and the prestige of your event that your practices generated live coverage of both ESPN and NFL Network this week? Well, it's something that we've really tried to, to get out there as we've uh, in some ways marketed our event. The Senior Bowl has been around a long time. Reese's came on as a title sponsor. Uh, five games ago. This is their fifth game in a row to do it. Uh, that kind of international brand in conjunction with Adidas and Morgan Stanley and the coverage from ESPN and the NFL Network uh, has, I think, helped our messaging in terms of trying to educate the college prospect and coach that we are not the last game of your college career. No, no, no. We're the first game in the first step towards your professional career. And I think the, the guys that came down here, 110 of them, recognize that. I've seen a number of them. We have a fan fest going on inside the building. I stepped out for a moment. I've had a number of them telling, Mr. Savage, thank you so much for the invite. I got so much out of this, and I've got the right mindset going forward in terms of what it's really going to take for me to go from being a college prospect to an NFL player, and there is a huge difference in those two terms. 
when you talk about that, you, you want to throw the underclassmen into the mix that decide decided to come out this year. Tell me which underclassmen that you saw uh, that was an outstanding one or just stood out more than most at the at the event. Well, Cordell, of course, you know I do the the color analyst work for Alabama's radio network, so I've had the good fortune of seeing guys like Minka Fitzpatrick <laughs> over the last couple of years. And then Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver, Mink, of course, is a defensive back. I mean, I think those are, you know, two top-shelf talented players that, you know, obviously Mink is going to go very high. I think Calvin Ridley could be the first receiver, but this is not necessarily a real deep or a real uh, top-shelf oriented wide receiver group. So I don't know when the first one would come off, but Calvin Ridley is going to be in that conversation. And, of course, with our game, the, the NFL gave us an exemption. We asked for it five years ago. But if someone had a degree in hand by December, it doesn't matter if they're a third or fourth or third or fourth year junior, that would make them eligible. And we had five of those in this game, including Josh Allen and four others. And we also had two other players that they thought they were juniors and it had another year left, but the league ultimately – at the uh, 11th hour, said, no, you're uh, you're eligible now. So we were able to get them in the game. And that was Tanner Lee from Nebraska, the quarterback, and then Byron Pringle, a wide receiver from Kansas State. Bill, we know it's a tremendously busy week for you, so we really appreciate you taking the time to join us today and have a great game tomorrow. Guys, I appreciate the time. Hope you're doing well. Enjoyed the conversation. And uh, come see us one year there. On Tune In Radio. You guys need a table down here on Radio Row. We will get that done. Thank you, Phil. Guys, appreciate it. Thank you. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.